my mother has a bit of a complicated story. She's actually from Connecticut, where I spent the later half of my life. And I suppose her issue is we have a history in my family of kind of abusive fathers and alcoholism. So her parents actually got divorced when she was little, and then she ended up kind of taking care of her family. She has five siblings. And then when she was 14, she actually ran away from home and then eventually moved to Colorado, where she was a waitress at just a nice little place, and she met my father there. And as far as I know, they did for a bit. I don't even know how long it was before they actually decided to get married. I know the engagement was relatively short, but those aren't exactly details that either of my parents talk about ever. They had already been separated when I was born, but the official divorce was over about probably three, between three and six months when I was born. So I've never actually lived in the same household as my father. They were married for about three years. So I have an older sister who's two years older than me, and we were both very planned. And they lived, my father and my mother, like they bought a house and everything, and they lived together for a couple of years while both of them worked. But ultimately, before they had gotten married, my mother had discussed my father's tendency to drink a lot with him, and he had basically promised her to stop drinking or at least limit it. And instead, he was lying and drinking behind her back and things. So once I had been conceived, there were issues arising, mostly involving things like affording food. So her ultimate decision to divorce my father was based on the fact that he was spending all of our money on beer and wasn't contributing anything, and she needed to feed her children. So ultimately, she divorced him, got the house, got the children, and since then, he's kind of been more or less completely separate from our lives. She's always been hesitant to actually characterize him in a bad light. She's always told us that she didn't want us to hate our father because of her. That Even she says that she doesn't hate him, that she regrets a lot of his decisions, but she's always told me that I have a sweet side, and that she does reflect on some of the good things she liked about him, that he loved working in the garden, and he was always nice. He always, Even after they're divorced, he would come over to our house to chop wood for us for our fireplace. There's a side that she definitely reflects on and misses from him, but a lot of the hardship, I don't necessarily remember, but I remember parts of it, but a lot of it is communicated from either her or my sister. So I remember vaguely times when she, he would come home or to our house drunk and be banging on the door, and I have snuck into my mother's files and read her divorce proceedings, and there's a restraining order against him because he tried to attack her using a repelling clip as brass knuckles once. So overall, she's been hesitant to actually tell us anything bad about him. Most of it is kind of anecdotes. She doesn't actually bitch about him, or we haven't really had to deal with that. But there definitely are anecdotes that kind of show him in a bad light. I lived in Colorado, where my father still lives, until I was about eight. And... I, from my early years, I was always, so my sister always really liked my father and wanted to be involved with him. I was always, from as early young as I remember, kind of, I guess, hesitant to even talk to him. They used to tell the story that one time my mother left him with us and I sat on the porch waiting for eight hours while she was at work for her to come home and refuse to speak to my father. <laughs> so, I, I mean, admittedly, I was a difficult kid for him to get to know. But, I mean, my first couple of years... My first years in Colorado, he was there at some points. Like obviously, he was still dealing with alcoholism, so we didn't see him that much. 
but there would be trips like he used to take us to the mountains every now and then because he had a big truck and liked the mountains and he'd take us hiking and rock climbing although my mother did not like that because he would do things like take us to abandoned caves that had warning signs and he would drink and drive with us he stopped coming over and stopped taking us places after my mother actually called the police and had his license revoked once when he dropped us off after he had been drinking. So those little things. So he would come over every now and then. My mother, especially for me, wanted to make sure I had a male influence in my life. So she made sure that he came over and like he taught me how to ride a bike and things. But pretty much every single time that or every single thing I remember always ended badly. But he was present at some points during my early childhood. But beyond that, I've seen him twice since I've moved to the Northeast, since I've been eight. Once he came to visit us and was kicked out of our house during that visit. And then another time we went back to Colorado to like visit his side of the family and visit our old life. And we saw him for like three or four days. When I was little, I don't think I really associated the alcoholism with anything. Like I, I still remember that... Like, when I smell Bud Light nowadays, I like, the, my first instinct is that it smells like Dad. So it's kind of odd. That I didn't, it didn't really occur to me that what alcoholism was when I was little. But there were just times where it was just kind of scary, that when he would show up and be banging on our doors for hours, he would call drunk and would, we wouldn't answer the phone because we'd know he'd be drunk, and he'd keep calling for hours and hours and hours, like, just over and over and over. But I don't really think I thought about the alcoholism that much. I don't think I really understood it until I was a little bit older and had been taught about alcoholism and was able to reflect on those things on my father. When we were little, we were very, very, very poor. And like I said, the reason why they got divorced was primarily that my mother needed to feed us. So like our early years, we were on food stamps for years. And I remember probably one of the reasons why I just hate that part of my life is from when I was a baby... I had to do WIC, and I had to get my finger pricked every single week so that they could know that my mother was feeding me well. And that was, I will never forgive her. I mean, I, I'll forgive her for that because she needed to feed me, but I, at the, for years, I was just so angry that, like, I every now and then, like, I'll still feel my finger hurting because for, like, five years, every single week, I had to get my finger pricked. So... I'm happy that, like, where I've come, like, I'm getting an incredibly good ed- education that no one could afford, and, like, my father could not imagine affording this. But I still resent, a lot of it is financial, that my mother ended up working, she worked three full-time jobs and went to night school while we were little, which meant that I spent my entire childhood in daycare, that we were in daycare between, like, probably around 12 hours on we- every day on weekends and for at least six or eight hours after school. Like she'd come and pick us up at like 10 p.m. each day, and we'd be up at 5 the next morning to go to school and then go back to daycare. And it was all financial. Like, luckily, because of night school, she was able to move to Connecticut and get a good job, and we ended up, we have a very nice house in the suburbs. But the finances are always, they're kind of like a lingering thing, and we all kind of resent my father for the fact that when we were little and we were starving, not only did he not. She divorced him because he was spending all of our food money on beer. But then even after we were divorced, he has never once sent a child support paycheck. It's all been taken out by the state. And when the state takes it out, they actually tax it. So for my father being a deadbeat father, we get less money than he should technically pay us. And he's actually, he owes us probably about $20,000 in back child support. And he recently went to court without asking us and got them to basically relieve that. 
And my mother said that she could go to court and probably get it back. But, like, at the end of the day, we're better off than him, and he has a new family. And I don't think we'll ever forgive him for that. But, like, it, should have, it would be one thing if he had apologized and said, like, I'm sorry, but, like, I can't afford my own kids. And, like, I realize I've wronged you in the past, but I can't fix that. I can't afford to fix that. I never will be. But the fact that he just, like, went to court and decided that he didn't owe us that. And, like I said, he told my sister, like, oh, I thought I only need to pay child support until this year, but I have three more years of it. The finances are definitely a big part of the reason why I kind of resent him. I remember basically every single time I've seen my father because I've seen him so rarely. But like I said, every single one of them have ended badly. Like, he came to visit us once in Connecticut, and it was just embarrassing because... So he stayed with us, and, like, we moved from Arvada, Colorado, which is absolutely crime-ridden. Like, we moved out because our neighbors were killed, and when they found out, like, there was a drug war, and they had a meth lab in their house. So we needed to get out of there. And then we moved to suburban Connecticut. But then when my father came to visit, it was definitely a shock for the community and, like, our neighbors. So my mother and I came home one morning. We'd gone grocery shopping, and he was, like, on the front porch shirtless, wearing, like, cut-off jeans where they're, like, the pockets were hanging out, like, talking to our neighbor, and we were just absolutely mortified and, like, needed him in the house, and it's it's very different, like, and I, like, admittedly, I do reflect badly on him, and it's kind of classist how I look at him, like, he's losing his teeth because he hasn't ever taken care of them or had, he's never gotten braces or anything, and a lot of it just stems from the fact that he's never had money in his family, but, so, like, that's, when we came home and, like, found him talking to our neighbor, and the same time that he was at our house, I locked him out once because he he hit my dog. And my puppy was, like, my life and my love, and he hit him. So I locked my father out of the house for, like, 12 hours. And he got mad, and then after that, he actually... My sister was on cross-country with our high school, and he was in the car just with my mother to go drop her off. And they got into a fight in the car, and she got out, and he got out. And then when she was running with her cross-country team they realized that there was a man following them with a bat and it was my father and my sister just didn't even know what to do about it. And by the end, I think he was in our house about three days. And after that, we asked him to go stay in a hotel until he left. So that's like the most recent thing. But when I first learned how to ride a bike, he decided to take me to an expert trail and just kept riding ahead. And like my sister ran into a lake because she had only been riding a bike for like a year and then I got hit by someone, like, on a speed bike, and my bike was mangled, and I was pretty injured, and he wasn't even there. It took him an hour before he actually came back and realized that I was, like, on the side of the road bleeding. So, little things. There aren't that many stories. I, I just feel bad because they're all bad. When he came to our daycare once and was, like, on our playground talking to us, and my sister and I didn't realize, like, why he was there, and then... What we didn't know was that all of our camp counselors were, like, rushing behind our back, calling lawyers and the police because he was trying to take us and had no legal right to and was drunk. So I wish I had had a single good memory with him, but there just isn't. There are time, there were moments that were good, but they always ended badly. And I remember every single time I've been with him, I've just wanted to leave. So I guess I don't know why I feel guilty about that. I shouldn't feel guilty, but I do that I don't... There should be good memories, but there just aren't, and I guess that's something I'll always have, and unfortunately, we'll never be able to get over. It's kind of complicated with my father, because I'm not completely out of touch with him, that 
we have an incredibly distant relationship to the point where like he doesn't know that much about me, but we know enough about them. So like my mother will call my grandmother once a year because she's the only person in the world that remembers her birthday. And we hear like the family gossip from that side. And thanks to Facebook, I know a lot about that side of the family. When he was like 42 or something, he ended up getting his 18 year old coworker pregnant. And then after he, she refused to get an abortion, they got married and they ended up having another kid who's their second kid actually is named after me, which is awkward. But it's interesting seeing how he kind of went, he kind of moved on. He did grow up a bit and now he has this new family and my mother would get annoyed because he'd call us every now and then just like bitch about how the babies were crying and she would be like, well, I, yeah, my babies were crying too when you were gone. So my feelings about him now are a lot different than the fact that he has a new family, that he is trying and like, I do give him credit that he has a new family and he's doing it again. And I don't know if he's doing a better job, but I hope he is. But my contact with him is passive aggressive at best. So one of my main issues with my father has always been the fact that I'm gay. And I remember when we went back to visit him and must've been like 2000 or something. I remember he and my sister got into a fight about the Bible, about like how homosexuality is condemned. And I remember being so thankful that my sister was defending gay people and my father was absolutely condemning them, saying they'll burn in hell. And since then, that's always been kind of a reason why I've never got tried with my father. But I think to an extent he's come around that both my sister and I have come out as gay to him. And it's been odd for example, he talked to my mother behind her backs once and was wondering why we both turned out gay and why I was so flaming. And I remember after that, I sent him a kind of aggressive email saying basically, like, you don't know me, you have no right to, to judge me, and like I'm perfectly comfortable with who I am and I'm successful, and just some kind of harsh things. And he no longer calls me because I don't answer my phone mostly, or we talk about the weather and that's it. But he'll send me emails every now and then just saying that he loves me and he misses me and wants to know about my life. But I'll always send an email back and not get a response and then get basically the same email six months down the road. So, I mean, I've had this conversation with my mother and my sister a lot that I think it's time for me to just stop speaking to him or doing anything with him. That I always feel guilty because, like, I still get Christmas checks and birthday checks, which granted they're like $25, but from like my grandparents on that side of my father... And it's kind of awkward because I feel like it's kind of like paying, like silence money. They're just paying me off. So I keep saying, like, I just want to rip up the checks. I just call it quits and say, like, you have no obligation to me, nor do I have obligation to you. But every time I say that, the next email I get, I respond to. And I don't know why I do. I really should just cut them out. So I don't think that I'll ever actively, I don't think I'll ever, like, fly out to Colorado to see him again. Or I don't think I'll ever actually call him again. But a part of me wants to give that some time to change. Or My mother's always said that she regrets her relationship with her father because she's the only one of the, her siblings that hasn't forgiven him. And she always feels awkward that he'll come to town and see everyone, but not her. And she's always said that he's not welcome in our house. And she doesn't want my sister and I to be the same way. But I think we're heading in that direction. I guess it's always been kind of funny in my family because, so there's three people in my close family, my mother, my sister, and myself, 
And my sister has always been kind of like my father, my father's side of the family. So my father's intelligent, but not, I shouldn't say this, but they're not nearly as smart as my mother's side of the family. So my sister has gotten some of the sides where she's interested and like she loves to read, but a lot of her difficulties paying attention to things and really keeping to tasks are kind of related to my father and her personality is a lot like his where he angers very quickly just like she does whereas I'm a lot like more like my mother and throughout my entire life I've been closer to my mother than my sister has so it was always more of a I had attached to my mother from an early age and my sister kind of attached to my father and she was the one that had difficulties moving away because she said she was going to miss him I had absolutely no problem moving away and never speaking to him again like technically today is his birthday and my sister will call him I haven't called him on his birthday ever in my entire life. So, I don't really know. My relationship with him is very much based on what I've done as well as what he's done. But I don't really know what to say. And part of it is the fact that when that I was born later, so my memories of my father are a lot less. My sister had good times with him, whereas when I was born, the only times I remember were the times where he was showing up drunk or... He basically wasn't present in my early life, so I feel very little attachment to him. That There's always discussions of, for example, like my grandparents on that side, one of them has cancer and will probably be dying soon, and I will not be going to the funeral because I don't know them. So it's not necessarily resentment in most cases. A lot of it is just the fact that I don't know them, that even though I didn't see him that much, like obviously after we moved to Connecticut, I barely have ever seen him since. But even when we were in Colorado, we didn't see him much. And now that we've moved to the Northeast, I'll receive maybe one or two calls a year. I'll receive a birthday card six months late. So my personal feelings about him have all been kind of related to my limited interaction with him. And pretty much every time I've given him the opportunity to make me reconsider how I feel about him, he's failed. <laughs> we talk about him a fair amount, mostly when... I want either of us will speak to him, we'll call the other and kind of reflect on what happens. And a lot of it is that she's a lot more forgiving. So I remember on her 18th birthday, she called him because I don't know why she called him. It was her birthday. But he spent the entire time reflecting on how he was disappointed that he thought that he had to stop having child support deducted from his paycheck when she was 18. But he looked it up and it turned out it was when she was 21. And this was her birthday, and this is what her father was telling her, that he was disappointed that he was still to pay child support. Even though technically he has never once actually sent us a check, it's been taken out by the state of his paycheck. So I don't know why she's more forgiving, because she's made herself a lot more vulnerable, and she's been hurt a lot more than I have from him. But I don't know what her personal feelings are about it. I think she's just a lot more forgiving, honestly, than I am, that... She keeps kind of letting herself be abused by him, and I don't really know why. Being the child of a single parent, I've always never really had an issue with it. I actually got an award in the Harvard Current for when I was 15. I wrote them a letter about being the child of a single parent and like how it didn't necessarily affect me. But now that I'm getting older, I do kind of realize in certain ways it has affected me. So my mother never really dated or anything after my father. Or at least she, she dated somewhat, but mostly so that people would buy her food. But she never really brought anyone home, and we were never really involved in any of her relationships, and none of them lasted that long. So I do notice in myself, and my sister notices it as well, that neither of us really know how to deal with relationships, because we haven't learned how to. We've never seen a functioning relationship. So I do notice that either of us, or both of us, we have 
a bit of trust issues that we've learned how to be incredibly independent from a mother and we don't know how to rely on others. I mean, mother's always told us that probably the biggest mistake she made in her marriage was not telling him that she needed him, that she would do everything. And basically there was nothing he could contribute because she never allowed him to contribute anything. So something we both see in ourselves and are trying to figure out. But beyond that, I guess one of the complaints I've always had with my mother is that she had no issue raising my sister because they both had, were female, but me being a man, there were certain things that it would have been nice to have a father to ask about that I wasn't taught how to be, how to act with other men. Like, I've never really had close male friends because I don't know how to interact with men. And like, in hindsight, it's worked out for me because I ended up being gay, so... My mother's always said that if I had had my father, he would have forced me to do sports and he would have tried to beat the gay out of me. And I'm thankful that that didn't happen. But at the same time, I'm still regretful that I wasn't really taught how men are supposed to act in the society. So I don't know how to play sports. So there's not a single sport that I know the rules to. And for my mother's credit, she did do her best to teach me some things. For example, she learned how to use power tools and bought tons of power tools. And now I'm probably more capable than most and we built things. Like she gave me projects to do. Like I built a koi pond. We built a deck, just so that she, I can learn how to do things that typical men should know how to do. But in terms of like puberty or anything, it's not stuff that my mother really ever considered she need to provide resources for. Like she didn't even give me books for it. So I do regret that I never had a strong male influence in my life, even though my mother acknowledges that she tried to have that happen. It just never happened. I'm incredibly, incredibly thankful that he wasn't there. I mean, a lot of it is for me to be gay. That, I mean, I came out to my first person in the fifth grade. And and if I had had my father and had been actually taught that to be gay was wrong, that I, I would have struggled with it a lot more than I have. I've, I've never really questioned it. My mother was very good to us where pretty much anything that we thought or wanted to do, she would let us do in the interest of education. It's like she let me be, I don't know why, she let me be Wiccan for like three years. Because she's just like, it's interesting, he's learning about religion, how could this hurt him? Like granted, like I ostracized a lot of like my community members because of that, because I was just some like weird gothic freak in middle school. But I've always respected that she allowed me to basically find my own way and figure out who I was by myself, rather than telling me who I was. Like I've been vegetarian for 14 years now, and it's not something my mother ever questioned. I just said I was going to be vegetarian, and she's just like, okay, let's figure it out. My father would not have been the same way, that he would have forced me to eat meat, he would have forced me to date girls, and I'm very thankful that he was not able to do that to me. That I'm much more sure of who I am because I've never been forced to struggle with what I should be. At least not from my parents' standpoint. So I don't know. I feel bad again, but it's fine. The thing is, like, I know he's a good guy, like... I'll, I'll do the same thing with my mother and, like, just, like, rant about him for hours. And she'll keep saying, like, well, he's a good guy. It's just the alcoholism that his brain is fried from all the booze. And even she's more forgiving than I am. And I don't know why I'm not. Maybe it's what I got from him that I'm not forgiving. But I, don't, I do think I'll cut off ties with him. Like, I do, I would not feel comfortable even going to this funeral. So why should I be speaking to him for the next 20 years? Yeah, like, all it does is it comes up every now and then and... I get mad and it bothers me for a couple of weeks and then it goes away for six months and it comes up again and it's never something good. 
So hopefully I will be able to actually make that step and just cut off contact soon.